Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. So he was somebody that I looked up to. I'd followed his writing and interviews kind of for a long time, and I just decided that I wanted this book to exist, and so I started working on it. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hello, my name is Faye Johnston. I have been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for a little over a year now. I listen to network globally with the beautifully brilliant people featured on the Women in Tech podcast. The show provides me an environment that inspires my professional identity and motivates my personal curiosities in pursuing my passions in technology. You can connect with me at Vrushka on Instagram, that is S-W-E, W-R-O-Z-K-A. Or I am also on Facebook and LinkedIn at E. Faye Johnston. Thank you so much for having me featured on the Women in Tech podcast. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. So this week I did... 23 one-on-one phone calls so far to help all of you who are exploring having a podcast. 23 calls in just a couple days. And I have a bazillion more calls in my calendar, but I'm happy the calls are helping you. If you would also like to book a time, if you haven't done that, like just DM me or tag me or whatever on all the socials at Esprit Devora and I'll support you in that. I have nothing to sell. I'm just ridiculously nice. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoy the next episode. I appreciate our new teammate, Corey, who has been an incredible editor putting them together for us. I'm so appreciative. And yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one. We'll keep this personal spot short. Bye. women in tech around the world. Today we have a super special episode for you. Someone from my private network, so excited to share with you his story on how he was able to elevate someone who he really admired. And I feel like him sharing his story will empower us to be able to elevate our community as well. Welcome, Eric. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. 
Oh, I'm so excited to have you. I know you guys are like, what? Who is this guy? We don't have guys on the show. I thought his story was a really important story to share because it's something that will empower us all. First, introduce yourself and share like who you are and what you do. Yeah, my name's Eric Jorgensen. I have kind of a day job as a product strategist at a tech company, a home services marketplace, but I've recently been moonlighting as an author and I'm about to come out with my first book. Which is incredibly exciting. And what I love about you coming out with this book is essentially the whole book is championing this person. Yeah, Naval is kind of an icon in the valley, I guess you could say. He's like the founder of AngelList. He invested in Uber and Twitter, and he's kind of become increasingly famous the last maybe five years for like Twitter philosophy. But he's got this kind of huge following and uh, amazing interviews that he does on, you know, like the Farnham Street podcast and with Joe Rogan. He's just kind of built this huge following, just kind of like idly sharing his thoughts about things that he's learned and lessons that he's like built his life around. And I thought it'd be really cool to kind of compile that into a book. You're really passionate about empowering community. At least that's my takeaway from the conversations that you and I have had. And so I thought it was interesting how you went about curating this information to empower community by being an author. So many words, but (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of been like the theme of some of these like hobby projects that I do is, is just like finding incredible resources and transforming kind of the medium, turning them from something very ephemeral, like a podcast that might get forgotten in six months or Twitter where that, that just kind of like slides into infinity and turning that into a book and curating it and kind of threading it together into like a different reading experience and something kind of more permanent and more accessible for people who are not on these platforms, kind of watching everything that Naval does or that anybody does. This is something that's kind of appealed to me like as a theme my whole life. And, I, and I've seen a lot of people benefit from it, just trying to f- make that connection between like the right piece of material at the right time. I've just seen it really change some lives. Let's start from the beginning. So you became fascinated by Naval and life philosophies, and you wanted to curate all of his ideas and probably learn from them more and then to share them, right? Yeah. I mean, I got introduced to Naval kind of back in 2011. You know, I was just, I was probably 18. I was living in Michigan. I never left Michigan for more than a week in my whole life. And I met Bo Fishback, who was like the founder of Zarly, and he worked at the Coffin Foundation at the time. Uh, And he just kind of expanded my world in the space of half an hour. He's like, first thing you got to do with the startup ideas, move to the Valley. I think Singapore is actually going to be like one of your uh, key markets because of the the density of fiber that they have. And you should uh, probably read everything on Venture Hacks twice. And let me introduce you to like Mark Andreessen's blog post. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Like this is, this is what the A team looks like. I get it. Like this is how big the world is. And so I've been reading venture hacks like for years and, you know, listening to Naval's talks and following angel list. And I think it's just a really kind of interesting, instructive story. And as he's like added more and more interest and started talking about crypto and started kind of sharing some of his thoughts on education and how that might evolve. It's just a really interesting kind of perspective that is like a little bit extreme in pieces, but it always is kind of thought provoking. And I've gotten a lot out of it and found myself kind of recommending, you know, bits and pieces of it to more and more people over the years of like, hey, this is how I think about this thing. Or this is how I dealt with that challenge. And that idea actually came from Naval. And, you know, here's the podcast or here's the talk or here's the tweet that that idea came from. And as that just kind of happened more and more and more, I was like, man, this is, you know, there's more and more value in 
in this guy's worldview and in the things that he has to share, but it's really hard to communicate all of that. And it's hard for someone else to kind of jump in midstream on Twitter or, you know, to get everything out of one, any one resource. So threading that together and making it kind of a cohesive, like dense piece felt like a valuable thing to do. I never really had to speak with Naval to do it. So he was somebody that I looked up to. I'd followed his writing and interviews kind of for a long time. And I just decided that I wanted this book to exist. And so I started working on it. You know, he wasn't super widely followed. He's not well known, particularly outside the Valley. I just thought there was a lot of value in sharing his perspective. And I was really excited to kind of be able to make something more permanent. Totally. And so we could take this same thing you did with Naval and we could apply it to women who are in leadership roles or women that we really look up to in order to champion them and elevate their knowledge even further. Can you get into that a little bit more? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting medium and I think it's more accessible than people think. You know, a, a book is just a really long Google doc of well-organized notes, you know, when it comes right down to it. It's just a lot of things that I have learned or things that I thought were important that Naval has said. And I think a really interesting kind of phenomenon in tech is that there are incredible women running incredible companies. I mean, Sheryl Sandberg like runs Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg is the founder and the CEO and the one who testifies in front of Congress. But like Sheryl Sandberg does this a lot of the day-to-day operations of that company. And until she wrote her book and kind of became her own name, no one particularly knew that or very few. She was not a household name, you know, in America the way she is is today. Meg Whitman has an incredible story. I mean, she's achieved a lot in politics. She's the CEO of eBay. She's the CEO of Hewlett Packard. She's gone from tech to Fortune 500 company and back to founding at Quibi. And that's just an incredible story. I was lucky enough to meet Meg Whitman. She's an incredible leader, an incredible listener. I think there's so much to learn from her. I mean, this is a very long list. Like Claire Hughes Johnson is the COO of Stripe. Gwyn Shotwell is the president of SpaceX. And most people don't know these stories. I feel like there's so much to learn from uh, from these women operators. I would love to read more books like this. You know, Claire Hughes Johnson has done a lot of interviews and she's on Twitter and she has some great pieces out there, but nothing that's been kind of like collated and elevated. That's a really kind of big opportunity. And it's more accessible than than people think. I met this incredible woman in tech in Serbia. And I remember her telling me she was younger. And I remember her telling me how she really wanted something to happen at this company she was working for. And I said, why don't you just create it? Why don't you be the spearhead? And I remember she said, she felt like me? I can't. Like, who am I? I don't have the status. I don't have the authority. I'm like, no, you just create it. Like, go do it. And so can you share with us how you don't need to be the the star in order to do this project, in order to highlight someone else? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't overstate how uncredentialed I am. I, I just kind of had like the kernel of an idea that I wanted this book to exist. And I tweeted it, not even it wasn't even like a direct request to Naval. I just said like, Hey, I would really like to create, you know, a book of Naval's work. Would you be interested in that to my own following? And I woke up to find out that Naval had retweeted it and that 5,000 people who followed him were like, Oh my God, I want this. And I was like, well, I guess I have to do it. You know, no way, no way out now. Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be done. And so it really kind of, it was almost a whim. It was a kernel of an idea that just 
I put out there and it just got a little bit of momentum behind it. And that helped me kind of get it across the finish line. But it doesn't take, you know, you didn't have to be an author already to get this opportunity. And I didn't have to interview Naval or get any of his time to create this book. It was all built from freely available materials on the internet. I don't think that it was a sacrifice in quality, the final product to do that at all. It was a helpful constraint. And I, I suppose, you know, it would have been easy to say like, oh, I'll, I'll never get that interview or how could I possibly get that access? You know, some authors like trail the person that they're writing about for weeks or months. And I think that this book proves that that's not true anymore. You know, there's so much, especially for people who share kind of openly, you know, some of their story or have talks and, and give them out. Like there's, there's enough information to provide something really, really valuable to readers. How about people thinking right now, but I don't know how to write a book, or even if I can somehow figure out how to write a book, how do you publish a book? What about all those kind of self-limiting limitations? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. How about people thinking right now, but I don't know how to write a book. Or even if I can somehow figure out how to write a book, how do you publish a book? What about all those kind of self-limiting limitations? <laughs> you can break it down into kind of a few steps. And this book in particular, like you didn't have to be a good writer to do it. It's a lot more like doing a jigsaw puzzle. You know, you're, you're reading from transcripts, you're organizing information. It's more about being organized and being willing to kind of put in the work to understand how the pieces fit together and just be patient with getting a thread that feels good to a reader and taking the time that it takes to smooth out all the rough edges and be sure that the right ideas are in the right order. It's not really about writing so much as, you know, putting Legos together, you know, for me in, with this book. And I think if you break it down into a few kind of steps, first, you're just kind of collecting all the information. You collect the articles, the talks, the transcripts, you know, tweets, whatever the person that you're looking up to has shared. And then you kind of start to see patterns. You see the outline, you see the themes and you just start collecting things and organizing them and threading them together. It'll start to feel better and better and better. But really like you don't have to know much about the publishing world anymore. You don't have to, you know, I kind of just made this into a really big Google doc, essentially. Like that was where I did most of the work, moving, copy, pasting, like organizing things under headers in a Google Doc. And then I worked with a great team at uh, Scribe Media and I just kind of brought them a Google Doc. And, you know, it, it's a couple thousand dollars, but they basically take this Google Doc and turn it into a professionally published book with an ISBN. They distribute it through Amazon. You get professional proofreading and page layout and cover design. It's easier than it looks to get something that looks like really professional and really high quality and something that readers appreciate. You know, this is so much better than anything I could have dreamed like when I started this project, but you just kind of take a step at a time. And every once in a while you're like, wow, this, we're kind of getting somewhere. Like this is going to be a thing. You no, know, I was telling Eric before we started recording that think about it, like 
if even just a hundred of us listening, and we have thousands and thousands of people listening around the world, but even if just a hundred of us decided, like, ask ourselves, okay, who do we really look up to? We write that name down. And then where do we go from here? And how can we really like dive into their world and look up their stuff and elevate them in order to empower others so other people can be elevated by that person we look up to just as much as we are? It would really do wonders in what we talk about as a community that women aren't highlighted enough, not to get too into the weeds, However, you know, talking about women of color, I've had so many of my friends of color tell me, like, can you please help elevate women of color? Can you please help elevate women of color? And, you know, that's something that I want to do through the podcast, but we could do that by elevating them right now through this, you know, through words, through writing a book, through telling their story, through sharing their story. There's just so much great community work that can be done using Eric's method. I think there's a lot that can be done. There's a lot of stories that are worth telling. And it is easier than ever to tell those stories and easier than ever to share them. You know, more so than ever, like we each individually can control who gets represented and who doesn't. And so, but it takes an effort. It takes doing some of this work. And I would say like, this is a way to become more like the people that you look up to and more like your heroes. You know, if you spend a few years studying someone and looking at all the pieces of, you know, that they've shared and trying to fit them all together and teaching other people about it and talking about it, you kind of grow into their shoes a little bit and start to see the world the way they do and start to see the opportunities that they would see. And it's a really kind of incredible thing. And when other people see you becoming more like that, they admire that and they pick up what you know, the example that you're showing. And it just kind of creates this really positive snowball kind of throughout the community. Let's talk about this igniting tweet. Did you have a star studded Twitter following before this tweet? (laughs) I have been wasting time on Twitter for a long time. So I I have probably 10 (laughs) years of, of Twitter history, but I don't think it, I don't think it took that, you know, and I don't think that Naval did any kind of research on me before he was like, yeah, sure, go for it. You know, we had no prior history. I don't think we had, you know, many mutual connections. It's not like he went and looked at the other stuff that I did. I think, you know, he would have given anybody else who asked the same opportunity. It's just that I felt compelled to kind of see it all the way through. And yes, you know, other people have similar projects that, you know, either they they rushed out or that they wanted to do faster or that they wanted to do differently. You know, there's a lot of website versions of kind of, you know, summarizing things. There's a lot of tweet threads exploring different ideas. But for me, I wanted to take it as far as it could go in one direction. I wanted to get all the way to world-class book that's incredibly kind of insight dense and with the ability to really, you know, change lives with a read or two and something that was like evergreen and something that people could pick up and change how they approached their career and how they approached building wealth and how they approached, you know, their own happiness, you know, their own kind of internal monologue. I hope, and I think that we, for some people will have achieved that with this book, but it really, you know, it, it's whatever standard you want to hold yourself to when you're your old manager on these kind of things. You know, you can spend three months on it or you can spend three years on it. And those are going to be there are going to be different outcomes. You're going to be a different person and you just got to choose which things you're willing to invest, you know, all of yourself in over a long period of time. I think the key is that 
not to do it for capitalistic reasons, do it out of sincere, genuine curiosity and because someone truly made a meaningful impact in your life and you want to dig deep to even get more of that impact. Yeah, I think this is a place where it almost helps to be selfish. Like if you're not willing to do it just for yourself, it'll be really hard to get yourself all the way to the finish line. You know, I was really happy to have done, you know, to have basically read this book 20 times by the time I was done. There's not a lot of books in my life that I want to read 20 times. There's not, I'm sure there's not a lot of books that you want to read 20 times, but there's some that you're going to be willing to put that much time into the material of. And that's like, those opportunities are the things where you're like, I just will not get tired of going through this. And those are the things that you're like, I will be able to do better than anybody else. And I will appreciate it even if nobody else ever appreciates it. I think there's like a little bit of a paradox there, but those are the things that you are going to do so well that other people are going to be like, oh my God, that's awesome. And I want it. And no one, but you could have done it as well as you did it. That's what you're looking for. And it's worth taking a while to look for it because finding it feels, feels really good. I mean, I'm inspired related to even writing my own book by what you just said. <laughs> it's like, man, I got to get back to the writing board. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast and sharing your story. And I just, you guys, this is really something beautiful that everybody can do right now, no matter where you are, no matter what your status is, no matter where you are in your career or geographically. This is something that you could do right now. There's one person, this is wild, but just in current world news, that there's this woman who ran to be the president of Belarus and her story just like blew me away. I'll tell you two seconds and it's like, I don't know much, but this is the point. It's like, I love a deep dive into this woman's life. She was a, a homemaker and a mom. This is recently in the last few months. Her husband got was running for president and got sent to jail for some reason. I'm not sure. I haven't dived in. This woman started running for president and her opponents felt that she was a joke. They let her run because they thought she'd be like the joke of the race. It turns out she was a fan favorite and the people wanted to get her elected. And the country feels that everything's now rigged because she didn't get voted or something. Anyway, so she flew, I mean, horrible stuff. She fled to Lithuania to be safe, her and her kids. Now here's what trips me out. This woman, no political background, no connections, full blown 100% housewife. But she says she did it because she loved her husband so much. She wanted to essentially carry on what was important to him. So her husband is in jail and she ran for president of a country out of love for her husband. I'm like, oh my gosh, you are so inspiring, you know? And she, her life is at risk now and she's all this stuff that I'm sure she wasn't prepared for or understood or like... Women like that need to be elevated. I mean, the kind of courage, I can't even wrap my head around that level of courage. And so to think of all of these incredible women, whether it's someone like her or someone like Meg Whitman or, or Arlen Hamilton and all these amazing women around the world, even I know so many of us love Sofia Amoroso, like there's so many amazing women around the world that we could champion, elevate their names, especially the ones whose names we don't know, as you mentioned earlier, so that they do get more recognized globally. Like it all starts with us, like deciding to take that first step and having sincere curiosity. So there's my monologue. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And where can people connect with you, Eric? 
I'm on Twitter at my full name, at Eric Jorgensen. There's links to my all, all my projects and to the website. The website has links to order on Amazon and links for all the free kind of downloadable versions. And every piece of the book and kind of bonus material is up there and linked so you can find it and find me through there. I got open DMs. I'm easy to find. I'm happy to talk to people. I love hearing feedback and thoughts and stories from the book. And can you spell your name for everybody too? E-R-I-C-J-O-R-G-E-N-S-O-N. I had an amazing team that helped me kind of get this book together. Kathleen Martin was an incredible editor. Jesse and Kushal have both been incredibly helpful kind of getting the website up and in tight shape. Jack Butcher donated like the illustrations for this book. He did incredible, incredible work and visualized value continues to be insane. Tucker and Erica and the whole crew at Scribe Media who like turned this from a Google Doc into a beautiful book. Like I owe you a million million thank yous i'm very grateful for everyone who kind of helped get this to the finish line like there's only a few names on the front of the book but there's hundreds in the back full of thank yous so thank you all thank you so much eric for hanging out with the women in tech podcast to connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world go to the women in tech facebook group you can get there easily by going to women in tech vip.com that's women in tech vip.com takes you straight there say hello on social at women in tech show on twitter on instagram on facebook i will see you guys talk to you guys hear you guys in the next episode bye bye Hi, I'm Eric Jorgensen, author of The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, A Guide to Wealth and Happiness. You're listening to Women in Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Dan Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world blows my mind. And her book is insanely well-written. Right when I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down. She teaches me and us how to become the asset, how to be our best selves, and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves, but creates an abundance of opportunity for others. I'm so proud to share her book with you, and I hope you'll pick it up. And I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turned. Get It's About Damn Time at itsaboutdamntime.com. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Sarah Tran. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.